0: Well, good morning everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It is uh, July 18th, 2023. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are back from a vacation, uh, starting yesterday actually, and it's good to be back talking to you today. We've got my good friend Patrick Rickards here. Pat is the CEO of the Driving Force Institute. He's going to tell you all about what they do for teaching history. But if you go over to untoldhistory.org, you're going to find out a lot about what he does. Okay. The Driving Force Institute is really a great force in history education. And Pat's going to tell you all about it. He'll do a better job than I will. And the 250th anniversary of the United States is coming up. So we get, you know, this is important stuff. There's a lot of controversy regarding history education. So what and social studies education. So we'll see what's going on from Pat's point of view. Please go over and check out All We Do, which is where we're going to archive this co- uh, podcast over at the ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education, ace-ed.org. And the podcasts are there. The magazine is over there, Equity and Access. Okay, a lot of tons of other information, et cetera. Our awards program, which we hope you'll get involved in. You'll see the icon over there for our Excellence in Equity Awards we got a lot of stuff going over there, and it's all for you, and it's all free at ace-ed.org. And I hope you go over there and tell your friends about it and work with us, sign up. There's no dollars changing hands. Believe me, everything is free for you guys, okay? So check it all out. And by the way, if you ever want to get in touch with me to suggest a guest or a podcast topic, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. Larry at ace-ed.org, and we welcome your comments your thoughts, your ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're going to head down to, I think, the heat of South Carolina. I doubt it's really cool down there right now. That's where Pat is. Pat, how are you? How's South
1: Carolina today? Good morning, Larry. It's great to speak with you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been hot. It's going to be uh, 98, 98 or so this, today, so we'll be good.
0: Wintertime. There you go. Wintertime in South Carolina. Who would have thought exactly. it would be the same? But you know this isn't that heat dome, is it? Because it's always hot and sticky down there. I, know, you know, I used to go down there in the summer in uh, in South Carolina this time of year. I mean, how bad is it, it considered like the last couple of years? I mean, it's always it's hot and gooey down there. It's a great state. I it love it. it's it's
1: the same. Yeah. it's the same. It's one of those. And and you know, you go anywhere else. It's, I, my parents are down in Florida, and the heat's the same when yes. I go visit them too. So, you yes. just, this this is this is the new world order
0: it is the new not up here in Maine. Up here in Maine we're having great weather. <laughs> now everybody can make fun of me in February. Okay, but right now we're having great weather. Okay. And I I just hope it continues. And I feel bad for everybody under all this heat. It is brutal out there right now. And poor folks in Phoenix, I was reading this today, Pat, they've had eighteen days or something over hundred and ten. Eighteen days Oof. in a row. yeah. So it's 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 hard. It's hard for people, and I just hope everybody stays healthy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You too, my friend. Go out and feed the alligators, okay? Just do that. <laughs> <You're> right. What <laughs> can I tell you? I want you to tell everybody about the Driving Force Institute. Rather, I mean, I know what you do, but I, I'd rather you just tell them what it is because there's important anniversaries coming up, and as I said before, there's a lot of controversy out there regarding. Uh, American history, and you know, you your your website is untoldhistory. dot org, and a lot of the stuff that's untold is a lot of the controversial stuff, in my opinion, that needs to be told. Okay, so uh, give give everybody the word about the DFI and what's going on.
1: Sure, sure. No, it's, it's funny. I, yesterday, I was speaking at the White House Historical Association's Educators Conference. And I realized as I was talking to them, I was explaining that you know, every year I seem to say that there's never been a more challenging year to be a K-12 social studies teacher yeah. than this year. And each yeah. year it seems to trumpet. It
0: gets worse. Uh, and and yeah. I think
1: that's, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Driving Force Institute got started uh, because we were trying to figure out how can we make the teaching and learning of American history more interesting and relevant to today's students. Uh, you know, we knew from surveys we did with high school students that at the time they found American history to be boring. They found it to be irrelevant to their lives. They found it to be mm-hmm. mostly stories of dead white male owner, landowners right. that they didn't relate to. Uh, and so the question was, is there anything that we could do? I mean, at the, they actually told us the only subject they found more boring than learning history was having to learn art in high school. Yeah. Um, and so it was, what could we do? And, you know, it's, it's recognizing that for today's learners, they're all digital natives. They were born with cell phones in their hands. Uh, they're not going to sit down and read a 600-page basal textbook and find joy in it. Let's just put it that way. And so, you know, we decided, what could we do? How can we begin to tell these untold stories about the people, the places, the events the artifacts that shaped American history that you're too often not going to find in the textbook? How do you find those stories that that talk about how women and the BIPOC community have been involved in the foundations and the development of this nation? And so, you know, common sense says, you know, you look at the average high schooler. I've got two of them in my house. My son will be a senior this fall. My daughter will be a junior. Um, They live online. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you probably in the course of a day how many TikToks my daughter will consume, but I know they spend a lot of time on YouTube. And so what we've done is we've told these short stories, these short video films. We try to be pr- as provocative as possible. They're each about two minutes long, and they capture just a bite of history to try to make it interesting, to try to get individuals to go down the rabbit hole, to try to get them to ask those questions. Well, if I wasn't taught this, what else have you not been teaching me? Uh, And that's really what we set out to do. And so now it is about three and a half years later. uh, We've produced more than 500 films. Uh, We have about 45 million users. Uh, And it's really just a way to help teachers Start the conversations. This is in no way meant to replace instruction. It's not going to replace the textbooks that every school district buys. But this is meant to start that discussion. No, it's it's meant to enhance it. So you're, you're, you're teaching American Revolution. And, yeah, you know, guess what? There, there, were, there were women. There were people of color that were involved yeah. in that as well. Even if it's not in your textbook, we can offer it to you now.
0: Yeah, it's, re- it's really something that's a great way to bring that stuff up. Is there a charge? Do
1: people have to pay No, for no absolutely not. Everything we do I, is free of charge. Uh, it's I, I available knew that. I just, on, to, I just
0: wanted you to say it. I knew that. Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, everything <laughs> is free of charge. It's available on yeah. untoldhistory.org. It's also available on YouTube. So hopefully if you are an educator, one of those two means will not be blocked by the firewalls in your school district. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and that, that's going to be my next question. You talked to a lot of educators yesterday. You talked to them all the time. Your stuff is excellent, in my opinion. All, all the all the materials you produce out there, it's just terrific. Okay, when you talk to educators, how are, are they And I know you have forty five million users. Please don't misunderstand this question. But are they using it? Are they facing controversy? What are you hearing from the folks out there in the trenches about all this? Wow. And, they, and by the way, I want to make the point. I think you're doing the right thing. Okay, but there's a lot
1: of controversy going on out there. So I want to hear
0: what you're hearing.
1: There, there is a lot of controversy, and, and I think that some of it is we, we create these sort of self-fulfilling prophecies where we, want, we expect there's going to be controversy, and therefore it's there. What I can tell you hmm. is when I talk to teachers, you know, we've, we've created, as I said, more than 500 films to date. Yep. And if you are someone on the far left, you are going to find films that are going to make your blood boil. If you are someone on the far right, the same is going to be true. The reason, what we've done is we've tried to present as broad a scope of American history as possible. So the thought here is if you're an educator, you're not going to use all 500 films. Uh, but you are going to be able to find those films that will enhance your practice. That means there are some films that aren't for you. Uh, but I will tell you, I mean, it becomes very interesting. You know, when, I always love telling the story, Larry. You've probably heard me tell this one before. One of the first films we created (laughs) is we had you know teachers telling us how do we explain the Tenth Amendment? How do we explain states' rights to students when this is just it's a it's an issue that even lawyers sometimes can't understand. Mm -hmm. And so we created a film on states' rights where we used the topic of hotboxing. We used marijuana laws, you know, the notion that you could go ahead and you could buy marijuana in Denver, but you couldn't fly to my state of South Carolina with it because then it would be illegal. Great mm-hmm. video, perfect illustration of, of what of what states' rights are all about. Um, and had some, you know, <clears throat> as you can imagine, some teachers saying, Yeah, there's no way in the world. that we can use a video about marijuana in the classroom. Heard that specifically as part of our work in Kentucky, where we're working with Kentucky teachers, as you know, to also help teach Kentucky history. And so I said, okay, I understand that. This film is not for everyone. So we sit down in Kentucky and we say, what films do we have to create for you and your students that are going to be most applicable, that are going to be most necessary to teach Kentucky history? And wouldn't you know, one of the first things they say is, well, we need a film on the history of Kentucky whiskey. So everybody approaches this a little differently, but I, I will tell you that it's one of those. If you look, you know, we, we, we will. You know, we've, we've got some of our early videos where we're talking, uh, you know, about things like the 1619 Project and talking with its author, and that's obviously going to get some people riled up. Uh, but you know, we've also been producing video content for the state of Florida. Um, that aligns with their sure. state standards. That meets their needs. That, that addresses, you know, some of the. When you talk about Florida and their call to to make sure that we're teaching American exceptionalism, you find those in some of our videos too. You know, at the end of the day, when you're teaching American history to kindergartners in Florida, there shouldn't be a political viewpoint when you're teaching who is George Washington, who is Daniel Webster, what is Independence Day, and so we try to make sure there's just a little bit for everybody there. Every film is not going to be for you, but the majority of them will be.
0: And you just mentioned kindergarten. What grades is uh, – when, when you do a, a, a film in a, in a unit, what, uh, what grades are you aiming at? How do you do that?
1: Well, most of our films uh, are geared toward high school students because we know, you know that's the one yeah, time. So. You know, it, it, un- unfortunately, I wish I could say that we teach American history every year. We don't. Uh, in some states, you only teach American history twice uh, in the course of K-12. And so everything that we've developed is geared toward high school students. But mm-hmm. I say that in that you know, the content is created in such a way that if you're in college and you want to use this, it's still applicable. If you're in middle school, if you're a middle school teacher and you want to use it, it's still applicable. You know, we've we've okay. recognized, and I think, I think educators know this you know, from their own experiences, that the worst thing in the world you can do is to dumb down content because you think the no. student's not going to be able to handle it. That's the worst. So even you if you rigorous. look at something, you gotta be rigorous. Yeah, I mean, That's if, the word. rigor. Yeah, Florida pushed us. Florida said, "Well, we've also got standards in, in, in K three. What can we do for K 3 And so we've created content that addresses those K three standards. But if you want, you know, there's nothing that would stop a middle schooler or even a high schooler from learning something from those videos.
0: And and, and and it's set to Florida standards, okay? But if we're talking to teachers, uh, teachers from all over the country will be listening to this show. So if I'm in Idaho, I could use that. I could use that,
1: right? I would think if I'm in Idaho, if I'm up in Maine, <laughs> if I'm in New York City, there is value in teaching a kindergartner something like who is Daniel Webster or what does Labor Day mean. Um, those are Florida standards. Uh, they're applicable good, across the board.
0: Those are, those, are, those are okay things. Daniel Webster, he's the one with the devil. He made the deal with the devil, right? I saw that movie.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Just kidding.
0: Just kidding, okay? So 250, the country was founded in 1776, okay? 250th anniversary is coming up, okay? Talk to me. What's What are you, what are you doing about that? I haven't heard much about that.
1: I haven't you haven't. And it's, no. it's it's funny. I mean, I remember as a kid, and it shows you how old I am, I remember as a kid when we were celebrating our nation's bicentennial. Oh, um, and, and, and how, how, how interesting. And I, I I will tell you, for decades after that, my father still flew the bicentennial flag Ooh. along with the American flag outside of our house.
0: Um, Your dad is a presidential historian, and I <laughs> want people to know that. Okay, Dr. Richards is <laughs> yes, the famous... That this one's less famous. okay?
1: Dad is the presidential historian. Yes, he is. It's true. Yes, he yeah. is. So we, we, we've been thinking, of what is it we can do? And you know, it's, I, I recognize that we always cringe in this country when we start talking about national curriculum, and nobody wants that. But we've, really, we've spent a lot of time the last few years talking about how can we tell those untold stories that folks don't know. And so what the driving force Institute is now doing is we're now focusing our attentions on the essential stories. Um, and so really looking as we get ready to celebrate our 250th anniversary, how can we create a comprehensive video curriculum uh, of American history? Yeah. Uh, and so we are partnering with a, a, a very well known national foundation, uh, which uh, we're, we're still signing the paperwork this week. You're the first to hear about oh. this Larry.
0: Thank you for breaking news! Uh, thank you. Congratulations.
1: We, thank you. So we, we will be we will be producing between now and the 250th anniversary. So in uh, 2026, we are going to be producing a 500 uh, episode video series Woo! of American Woo! history that, that, that can d- be that used double. in K-12 Explain classrooms across the country. How
0: many how many videos do you
1: have now? We have about 500. So we're going to double in the we're next doubling, uh, yeah. three years. Wow!
0: Well, You know, who do you write them? The, the videos. Who writes them, and how do you oh. get them produce? I'm just curious.
1: No, we have, we have we have people far far smarter than I who write these things. We how could we that are be, Pat? How could that we be? we work. You know, all of this is very deliberate, and so yeah. You know, and and we're we, we're fine tuning this process for for developing this new Essentials curriculum as well. What we do is we work with the experts. Uh, you know, we have we have those who are classroom teachers. We have those who are historians. We have those, you know, who know what what connects best with with learners who go through the process. And so they will sit down and every title that we have, uh, we have a a tip sheet that really goes through the history, that goes through the key points, that goes through what we want to emphasize. And Mm -hmm. from there, a script is developed. Uh, And each of those scripts goes through multiple rounds of edits to make sure that it is accurate, to make sure that it is teachable, to make sure that it is interesting. Uh, and then from there we move the scripts into production, where we start dealing with the original source vid- uh, visuals, we start dealing with all the animations, because most of our videos are animated. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the, the, process, the process takes several months for us to develop each film. And you know, I, I am incredibly fortunate, I work with a terrific public uh, production house called Makematic, uh, which is actually based out in uh, in ireland uh, i work with oh, a wow. group out in california called the do goodery uh, which has us provides us some terrific uh, subject matter experts and teachers who work with us uh, so it's, it's a great team effort to make sure each one of these is produced and is produced in a way that they can be used
0: well wow, that is fantastic and it really is a big team that helps you put it together How did you ever
1: put all that together for goodness sakes
0: well wow. smart yeah did good that's a lot. That's a it lot. Is. You're really a movie. You're, you're like you're like a Louis B. Mayer. You're like a movie producer here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: and, and then and then we have you know we are benefiting. I mean, so, you know, we talk about the reach that we have, and we have you know, a number of organizations, a number of companies that that distribute these videos. So it's not just teachers who on their own are stumbling upon it on YouTube or on our website, but we have distribution channels. When you think of all of those teachers that have access to video content in their classroom. You know, sure. we're working with, with partners to make sure that they're getting in there, that we're part of the platform that they're providing. You know, we're incredibly fortunate uh, to be working with the American Federation of Teachers in their Share My Lesson,
0: Good.
1: Uh, where you, know, we, you will see just about every month you know, we have a new essay on, you know, whatever the, the month is um, where we're showing resources that teachers can use to teach that subject matter. Uh, and AFT has just been enormously supportive in that regard.
0: I'm sure they have been and that's good and that's good news and I'll tell you, I just gotta say this too. History teachers, all teachers, okay, they need all the help they can get these days. They're facing they're under a lot of pressure. Post pandemic, all this controversy, moms for liberty, those screwballs, okay? And I can say that, Pat, you can't. Just say nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and, you know, I'm just so glad you're doing this work because it's just it's just more important now than it ever has been because teachers need all the help we can get and, and I have to say this Pat, the more help we can give them, the more likely they are to stay at their job. Because we have a serious challenge with teacher retention. And you know, this is this is all part and parcel of, of the challenge. Okay, and you're really helping. In that, I don't know. I don't. You don't think about that when you're doing this work, but it it, it, it has an
1: impact in that way as well. Okay. I appreciate you know, that, Larry. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's it. one of those things. I know. You know, we we've been fortunate to have a lot of great content partners, and one of them is the Smithsonian. Uh, and we did we did a, a video series for yeah. the Smithsonian. Um, yeah, yeah they're, wow. they're doing their big education summit in D.C. this week. It starts today right. and, and, I and runs, I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. through Thursday. And you know, they, yeah, they've got a great stream. You know, Smithsonian covers so many different topics. But one of the one of the <laughs> topics they're covering uh, is is really reckoning. I think I believe it's called reckoning with our racial past. Um, and uh, you know, it's one of those things. I, I I can only imagine how difficult it is, particularly with some of the issues we deal with in the classroom with CRT and other things, how difficult it can be for a teacher to want to teach about these things and i think that you know every every terrific history teacher that i've come across as part of this recognizes just how complex and complicated and messy american history is and knows you can't teach american history without teaching about some of the racial issues I, I
0: would hope. Um, and
1: so you know that's that's part of part of what we do you know these videos are meant you know to to do that as well and do so in a very factual upfront way Mm-hmm. but allows you, again, to have the discussions that need to be had in class. I mean, you, you and I have talked about this. I know so many teachers, yeah. because they fear the politics. This was even before Moms for Liberty. You know, they, they feared you know, what was going to happen if they discussed what happened on January 6th in their classroom with their kids. And there's probably never a better teachable moment than that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's one of those. You you can look at our videos, and you can look at things like, okay, how do we teach the War of eighteen twelve, and how do you teach the British coming in and burning down the White House? You know, how do you, how do you teach the the Puerto Rican nationalist terrorists coming to the U.S. House of Representatives and opening fire on the House floor in nineteen fifty six? Those those are the sorts of things we should That's be right. able to teach, That's because right. they become important to to where we're going. That's right.
0: Okay, you can't know where you're you you got to know where you are to know where you're going, okay, to get to where you're going. It's that simple, and uh, we just got to make sure of that. And, you know, uh, there's, there's no problem with teaching, if, you know, teaching and fiction and you know, all the problems with library books, etc. That If it gets you riled up, that's good, okay? It may get you riled up because you don't agree with it. That's fine, okay? Go find out what you want to find out, okay? It moves you in that direction. But to just ignore it is is so unhealthy. And I have to ask: Are you in D.C. today, or are you down in S.C. today?
1: No, I'm I'm down in South Carolina today. Uh, I could not make right, it I'm up surprised. to D.C. So I'm, I'm I'm joining the Smithsonian for some of its virtual pieces.
0: And how, for, when you spoke to the White House yesterday, the White House group, are you in D.C.?
1: They Did actually do both. Uh, they they have both an in-person and a virtual conference. And so okay. I, I, I was fortunate enough to meet with their virtual people. Yeah,
0: it's no, it's no cooler, literally temperature-wise, in D.C. right now than it is yeah. in the S.C. I got to tell you. All right, it's unbelievable. Hey, I wanted to ask you this: the Walter Buckley Prize, okay? You just awarded. I want to know about this. I don't think I do know about it. Okay. Sure. A, a, a woman named and I have this note from you. The, a woman named Louise Mirror, I believe, won the prize in American history. Who is she? What's the prize?
1: Talk about sure. that. That's,
0: that's a nice honor to her, Ms. Muir. Though Absolutely. I
1: don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Love, love, love talking about this. Uh, sure. and So you know, Walter, Walter Buckley is a dear friend and is a is a great supporter uh, of the improvement of the teaching and learning of American history, and, and has has been uh, an inspiration for me since before we launched the Driving Force Institute. And so this year we we awarded the first, and it'll be the first of many. It's not going to be one of those where you say the first inaugural and it never happens again.
0: Thank you. Uh, But we awarded
1: the first Walter W. Buckley Jr. Prize in American History. And the intention of this prize is to really celebrate those individuals uh, who represent the best in terms of teaching and learning of American history and and, and, and elevating the subject and elevating the work in ways that – uh, truly benefit our civil society. And so I was just so, so happy this year that we were able to award this to, to Dr. Louise Mirror. Doc, Dr. Mirror is the president and CEO of the New York Historical Society. She is an historian Hello. by trade. She's a former higher ed administrator. But she has done just some incredible things when you look. And, and I do this not, not just, I'm, and I'm so proud that New York Historical Society has been a longtime partner of ours. But that's not why we gave it to her. Uh, when you really look <laughs> at what she has been able to do at the museum, particularly over the last three years. What museum? This is the New York Historical Society. Uh, is that in New and, York you know, City or up in Albany? It, it is. Places. It is. And I think you, know, you, you and I probably you think of historical societies. You know, I, I have an image of what they look like in Maine, where you have this you know, sort of very small building with one person who mans a couple of glass cases. Um, that's a little better than that. Not no, it's what New York a historical. little better in
0: Portland, by the way, so wait a minute, where is, where is Louise's museum? Is it in Albany, or is it in New York City?
1: Nope, it is in New York City, New York uh, City. and they okay. have just some incredible collections of materials, but they are also such a, a major force in educating New York City school children and bringing mm-hmm. them in to see. you're talking about original source material from the Revolutionary War and things that donors have given to them Um, and she had to figure out very quickly how to make it all virtual how do you replace all of those school trips Um, and they've done that and they've just done some incredible work at figuring out how to digitize what they have how to make videos available to their students how to launch new initiatives and things like democracy where they're teaching democracy Um, It's just, it it is a tremendous event, a tremendous uh, place, rather. Uh, You know, if you ever have the chance to go, you know, it's worth the stop. And it's always interesting to see what new things they have because, you know, it's it's one of those libraries that, uh, you know, if you go in, you look at some of the rotating exhibits. When I was up there back in March, for instance, they had the history of the Jewish deli uh, that was there, which is, it's different. Um, But but they also have you know they they face you know the yeah. same challenges you and I are, you keep talking about in American history. You know, yeah. you go on one side of the of the building and it's great. They have a, they have a statue of of Frederick Douglass, on another side they have a statue of Abraham Lincoln. But during the last few years they were faced great pressure because they also within the building had a statue of Thomas Jefferson. Uh, and so you had you know some of the advocates, some of the protesters mm-hmm. in New York sure. City felt we, we need to remove the Jefferson statue because he once held slaves and he didn't free them upon his death like George Washington did. Um, and I, I give Dr. Mirror all the credit in the world because, you know, we've seen it. It would have been so easy to simply t- say that the statue is no longer is, – is being moved so that they could rotate other things there. And the Good. library didn't do that. The, the New York Historical Society stood strong and made very clear – uh, that Thomas Jefferson is part of our history. They're willing to teach the full history, uh, yeah. but they were not going to remove it because some people found it to to, to be not worthy. Uh, and so I think when you look at her character, when you look at her work, when you look at just just the impact that New York Historical Society is having, it, it was just a great honor to be able to give this to Dr. Muir. That is
0: great. Congratulations, Louise, though I don't even know you. I, I, what uh... Pat just said well, about just pretty cool. And, 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 uh, and
1: the, the beauty of this is, you know, you, you and I are used to an education. You give somebody an award, and you give them a nice little plaque or a nice little trophy, and we <laughs> did that. Uh, Dr. Muir got that. Uh, but she also was able to receive a $30,000 contribution to the New York Historical Society. Nice. She could choose the nonprofit of her choice. Uh, wow. and so she's directed that to continue work at the New York Historical Society.
0: Fantastic. Congratulations, buddy. That is just great. Okay, I got to tell you congratulations to her. You put it all together. Okay, so it's a good synergy there. I got to tell you, and one last thing before we go, you're writing a book. Is this book? And I have a note.
1: The book from classroom <laughs> I,
0: teachers on the importance of history.
1: Are you actually Exactly. A book? I, I will be. I have to be full, full, fully. Clear. I am editing a book. Uh, and oh, the book okay. will be out before the end of the month, Larry. And so I will, I will get a oh. get a copy to you as soon as possible. Please do. It's called Why History Matters, and it it inclu- it's a collection of essays from educators across the country, award winning educators that are explaining how they make sure that their students understand the importance of American history. How they make sure that their, their students are engaged in their classrooms. Even to the point you've been asking me about today, how do we teach some of these difficult subjects? Yeah. Uh, and so this is coming right from the pens of those teachers who are in the trenches, on the front lines each and every day, doing this important work. And so we thought it was important. You know, we, I always get that question. Uh, from a lot of folks, you know, it's, it's sort of, you know, why does history matter? Why do I spend my life focusing on this stuff? Why does history matter? And so I decided, rather than my always explaining it, uh, <laughs> it's far better for us to let teachers explain it themselves, those who have committed their lives to it. Uh, and so this collection of essays, we put together a book. Uh, it will, as I said, it will be available at uh, by the end of the month on Amazon. It's called Why, why History Matters. By, by the end uh, and of all year, of the proceeds from the book
0: will be donated. It'll be ready by the end of July. We're gonna, i gonna, we're gonna do another uh, podcast on this. I'll send, you, I'll talk to you today when the book starts. Sounds good. Okay, and I, I want maybe even wanna bring one of the um, authors on. Yeah, on that'd be great. Features. I think they would love yeah, that. Yeah, it would be great. I would, I would, I would love to do that because I think it's really an important topic. And what's the book gonna be called? It's
1: Why History Matters.
0: Well, you said that it didn't. It, it sunk in for a minute, then it left. Welcome to my aging process. Okay, why history matters. Okay, this is good, and it's gonna, And are you? You? What? Are, what? Are, you're the editor. Edited by Patrick McRickards.
1: I, I, I am the editor. I wrote an introductory chapter uh, just to sort of set the tone, uh, but uh, most of the the 200 pages are right from from, from classroom teachers across. Yeah, I can't the country. wait to read it.
0: It's important stuff, and I can't wait to read it. I, I am going to nag you to get a copy of it.
1: Of course. Okay? happy to. I promise you.
0: Okay? And then we're going to do another podcast on it because I think it's really, really, really important. Pat, this was great. Thanks for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all the Thank support you, I you give us with all the work we
1: do. Okay? You're always Of course. course. I pre- appreciate it, Larry. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks, buddy. It's a mutual appreciation society, and I mean it. Okay. Now, now go go get yourself some alligator bits for lunch. Is that what you're going to have? Yes, sir. There you go. Enjoy them. Okay. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Larry. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. That's Pat Rickards. It's a Driving Force Institute, and it's untoldhistory.org. All right? So please go over there and check it out. And while you're checking out things on the Internet, remember we are at ace-ed.org. And everything's free for you over there. You want to get in touch with me? It's Larry at ace-ed.org. And on that note, I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks for listening.